Hey, I'm Dr. Michael Hunter, forensic pathologist from Autopsy, Reels Channel's medical mystery series on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to download the Podcast One app and subscribe. Then go to reels.com, that's R-E-E-L-Z.com, to find more programs like this one on Reels Channel. Is she breathing? Yes, she's not. Okay, so she's not breathing at all. She's not responding. Tragedy strikes music superstar Kanye West. His mother, a woman he calls his soul and rock, is dead. As the mother of megastar Kanye West, Donda West went from modest beginnings to raise her son to be one of the biggest rappers in the world and became a regular attendee at the brightest parties in showbiz. Donda broke every stereotype about single black women raising black sons. But on November 10th, 2007, Donda West died 24 hours after cosmetic surgery. She died Saturday night. The cause of her death, though, the exact cause, has not been released. I feel like sometimes if, you know, me and my mom never moved to Hollywood, that she'd still be here. In the media storm, the finger of suspicion was pointed at her surgeon, Dr. Jan Adams. Don't you want to speak out? No. Donda's surgery seemed to go well. The real mystery is, why did she die suddenly, just 24 hours later? Dr. Michael Hunter is a world-renowned forensic pathologist. He's performed over 4,000 autopsies to investigate and reveal the cause of death. Today, he's the chief medical examiner in one of America's biggest cities. I have here in my hands an extremely thorough 36-page autopsy report on the death of Donda West. It's clear that she underwent cosmetic surgery prior to her death and the coroner concluded multiple post-operative factors could have played a role in the death. But the exact contribution of each factor could not be determined. So my challenge is to unravel the precise reasons why Donda West died. 7 a.m., November 9th, 2007. Brentwood Surgery Center, Beverly Hills. 58-year-old Donda West is about to undergo liposuction and breast enhancement. She moved to California three years ago from the Midwest after quitting her job as an English professor when her son, the rapper Kanye, asked her to become his manager. Kanye has just released his third album, Graduation to Acclaim, and is now engaged to fashion designer Alexis Pfeiffer. It is he who is paying for his mother's surgery. Mark Beaumont, author of Kanye West, God and Monster. Kanye said that he's, he thought his mother was beautiful as she was, um, but when you, when you love someone that much and, and that's what they want, um, then you know you can understand why he would you know would happily pay for it. Having approached various doctors about surgery, Donda has finally chosen Dr. Jan Adams, a highly regarded surgeon for the procedures. The autopsy report shows that Donda had multiple cosmetic procedures. She has incisions on the upper and lower portions of her body, showing us the extent of this surgery. 8 a.m. Donda is being pre-assessed for surgery. 
The operation will last five and a half hours, during which time she will be under general anesthetic. Her vital signs will be monitored throughout. Donda West was born on July 12, 1949, in Oklahoma City. As a child, she was affectionately known as Big Girl by her parents, Portwood and Lucille Williams. Patricia Green, Dr. Donda West's publicist. Her parents instilled in her excellence. She told a story about getting all A's and a B, and her father said, why did you get the B? Donda was also, most importantly, on a scholarship at Virginia Union, a music scholarship. She was a member of the college choir, and Donda was a very good singer. She started her teaching career in the early 1970s, and by 1973, she had married Ray West, an award-winning photographer and member of the Black Panther Party. Karen Hunter, journalist and co-author Raising Kanye. When I think about her relationship with Ray West, they had these deep debates and conversations, and there was a lot of passion. It just seems that they were the perfect match to make a Kanye West. Kanye West, their first and only child, was born on June 8, 1977, in Atlanta. At the age of three, Kanye moved to Chicago with his mother after his parents divorced. Donda raised Kanye as a single mother. She took parenting to a, the whole other level. You know, she brought her, her educator part into this little being that now was going to be her child. At the same time, she forged a successful career as a teacher, rising to professor of English at Chicago State University. Donda had many of the challenges raising a son, juggling schedules, needing childcare, living in a city where you have no relatives, no real support systems, and raising a son who wanted to rap because she wanted him to go to college, she said, but he wanted to rap, so she respected what he wanted to do. I was working on music and I was a uh still living at home and saying, this is what I'm doing in my life. And she said, you know, Kanye, you know, until you get paid for it, it's still a hobby. And that was just worded so eloquently in comparison to some of my friends' parents that said, you ain't never going to make it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. With his mom's support, Kanye dropped out of college and dedicated himself to become a rapper. They were both very determined people. And when you have two very determined people that are... The, you know, the, the most important figure in the other one's lives. I think that um, there's an incredible intensity there, an incredible bond, um, and that's what I think maybe made them such a great team. Uh, you know, it really was sort of them against the world. 8.30 a.m., November 9th, 2007. Donda is wheeled into the operating room. While his mother is about to go under the knife... Kanye is over 5,000 miles away in London, promoting his new album, Graduation. 8.45 a.m. Donda receives a general anesthetic. I know that Donda was planning surgery for a long time, 
She weighs 188 pounds. She's five foot two inches tall, and that's a BMI of 32.2, which means she's clinically obese. Donna's weight is significant because the autopsy report shows that she has an underactive thyroid gland, a condition known as hypothyroidism. Hypothyroidism is when the thyroid gland doesn't produce enough hormones. This causes the metabolism to slow down, resulting in weight gain. This discovery explains why Donna had such a difficult time keeping her weight under control. What I noticed from this autopsy report is that Donna's first procedure was liposuction. This is a cosmetic procedure in which fat is removed from the body. 9 a.m. Donda is first positioned for the liposuction procedure. In liposuction, initially a cold salt solution containing adrenaline and a local anesthetic is injected into the fatty tissues. Next, a large hollow needle attached to a powerful suction machine is inserted through several small cuts in the skin. It is passed in pockets of fat where it's moved around with force. Fat is quite solid and needs some liquidizing in order to be sucked into the tube. The saline solution helps to loosen and liquidize the fat. What I'm asking myself at this point is, does Donda have any pre-existing natural disease that might complicate general anesthesia? I see from the autopsy that she does have one significant medical condition, and that's borderline diabetes. Management of adults who have diabetes and undergo surgery is crucial. I can see that Donda's surgical team was unaware of any issues with glucose, and they were not following her blood sugar levels. Now, if Donda did have severe type 2 diabetes, she may have had increased glucose levels leading to hyperglycemia that can lead to a coma and subsequently death. But in this particular case, she only has borderline diabetes, so that's unlikely. At this early stage of the operation, the biggest danger is the loss of fluids. Fluid imbalance is one of the most common complications of liposuction. If the body loses greater than 20% of its overall blood volume, that causes the heart to have a difficult time circulating blood to the organs that can cause organ damage and ultimately hypovolemic shock. Hypovolemic shock is an emergency condition in which severe blood and fluid loss make the heart unable to pump enough blood to the body. It can be fatal. And in just 24 hours, Donda will be dead. Own iconic luxury items at unreal value with The Real Real, the leading reseller of authenticated luxury consignment from top designers like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Rolex, Cartier, and hundreds more at up to 90% off retail. That's amazing. Shop and consign women's and men's luxury fashion and streetwear, as well as fine jewelry, watches, art, and home. New arrivals come in daily, and every item undergoes The Real Real's meticulous authentication process. In fact, 
The Real Real employs over 100 plus brand specialists, gemologists, horologists, and art curators from around the globe who inspect thousands of items each day to ensure that every item is authenticated. Shop luxury the sustainable way. Go online, download the app, or visit one of their stores in Soho or West Hollywood or their newest location at 870 Madison Avenue in New York. I was browsing the realreal.com earlier this week trying to find something fun for upcoming Valentine's Day gifts in February, which will be here sooner than we know it. And I found some amazing handbags and little cute jewelry items. Uh, The prices were amazing and they were so affordable for some awesome items. And I'm really excited to get some stuff for all of my friends and family. So shop in-store online or download the app and get 20% off select items with the promo code REAL. That's therealreal.com promo code REAL for 20% off select items. Donda West died over the weekend after undergoing what her publicist says was a cosmetic procedure. Top medical examiner Dr. Michael Hunter is using Donda West's autopsy report and medical records to piece together the last hours of her life. We know that she's overweight, she's had extensive cosmetic surgery, and I'm searching for the reason why she died so suddenly. 10.35 a.m., November 9th, 2007, Brentwood Surgery Center, Beverly Hills. Donda has now been under general anesthetic for one hour and is having a liposuction procedure. The most significant danger to her health at this stage is a loss of fluids, which can lead to hypovolemic shock. During Donda's liposuction, I can see that she received 3.5 liters of fluid and lost 0.4 liters of blood and had 1.4 liters of fat suctioned. These are not excessive numbers. There are no complications associated with Donda's fluids, so I can rule out hypovolemic shock. What is becoming clear is that Donda is not in great physical shape. The question we have to ask ourselves is why would a person in her condition at 58 years of age undergo such a major surgery? Donda spent 31 years in higher education, culminating with chairing the English department at Chicago State University. When she retired, she retired because she took the helm of managing Kanye's career. In 2004, having spent over 20 years living in Chicago, Donda moved to Los Angeles and into the show business world of music management. It was a move that would pay major dividends for her son. When someone is that important in your life um, and it's become, is, is that successful, I think you need somebody there, you need people you can trust around you and, and, and Kanye trusted no one as much as he trusted his mother. With his mother by his side, Kanye's debut album, The College Dropout, released in February 2004, catapulted him to international stardom. It gave him hit records, Through the Wire, and Slow Jams, his first number one. By early 2007, Kanye West was named one of the 100 most influential people in the world. But managing Kanye and being in L.A. meant Donda, too, was thrust into the spotlight. She was now the manager of one of the hottest acts in music. Diana Pinkney, friend. Well, it's a lot of pressure, and she had a lot of pressure on her. I don't know who was putting the pressure on her, but she wanted to look 
the part. Moving from the Midwest to L.A. is different. L.A. is Celebrityville. And with being a celebrity environment comes a need to look good. I have friends who are size three and feel they are fat who live in L.A. By 2007, Kanye was a superstar. And when he announced his engagement to Alexis Pfeiffer, the media circus surrounding him went into overdrive. Aware of the attention that would be on her and wanting to look her best for the cameras, Donda finally decided on cosmetic surgery. Dr. Linda Papadopoulos, psychologist. I don't think there's a woman out there that can empathize with a sense of not feeling good enough, with not feeling you, you look the right way to be accepted. I believe that in Hollywood, which is all about looks, all about this sort of superficiality, that, that feeling sort of is, is exponential. 12.30 p.m., November 9th, 2007, Brentwood Surgery Center. With Donda's liposuction complete, Dr. Jan Adams and his team are ready to move on to the next procedure. I've discovered that Donna not only was undergoing liposuction, but based on the surgical incisions, she was also having a beltectomy. And this is essentially a tummy tuck around the entirety of the belt line. They are now halfway through her surgery, and Donda has been under anesthetic for three hours. In addition to the other procedures, Donda is also undergoing cosmetic breast enhancement. And this is a lot of surgery to happen all at once. The autopsy report shows that Donda was under anesthesia for seven and a quarter hours. This is a long time. The danger of being under anesthesia for an extended period of time, it increases your risk of, say, blood clots as well as infection. It can also lead to excessive swelling and your recovery time is much longer. At 10 past 3 p.m., Donda's operation is complete. She's wheeled out of surgery, but is still unconscious. Normally, a patient is going to show some degree of responsiveness within an hour of the surgery. But by 4 p.m., Donda still hasn't come around from the anesthetic. Her friend Diana Pinckney is waiting nervously. I was in um, another room, and um, every now and then I would go and I would peek in recovery, and she was still asleep. Looking at the autopsy report, at approximately 4.30 p.m., Donda eventually comes around. She's described as groggy, but was oriented to person, place, and time. First thing she said was, how do I look? And um, I said, are you serious? And she said, no, how do I look? I said, girl, you look fabulous. She had an hourglass figure. She was so happy, and her face lit up. I said, see, see, going through that pain, look what you got. She may have been pleased by her new look, but Donda is still at risk from complications of the anesthesia, namely blood clotting and infection. 6 p.m. It's now just three hours since the operation ended. But Donda makes a surprising decision. She unhooks herself from monitoring equipment and leaves the hospital in order to recover at home. What 
I find extraordinary is that Donda was able to walk out of the hospital within three hours from waking up from this complicated surgery. I would have expected her to be in the hospital for several days where her vital signs could have been closely monitored. She's taken home by her nephew, Stephen Scoggins, and her friend, Diana. When it was time to leave, I went in and she was laying there and I said, um, Donda, let's go. And she said, you ready? I said, no, you are you ready? And she said, yes, I, I, I want to go home now. Despite warnings from her surgeon, Dr. Jan Adams, of the dangers of not recovering from major surgery in a hospital, she is adamant that she will leave. They agree to release her into the care of Scoggins as he's a trained nurse. He has agreed to get all the medical equipment he'll need to monitor her recovery. It may have been the Donda's decision to, to not stay in, in the clinic and, and have the aftercare that her doctor suggested was about just having that privacy, going back and having that privacy and, and not kind of exposing what she may have been slightly you know, worried the press would find out about or make a big deal about. 8.30 p.m. The group returned to Donda's home in Marina del Rey. She's weak and tired. She was in a lot of pain. You know, once again, I had told her, you're going to be in a lot of pain. Diana and Donda's personal assistant, Nubia, get Donda out of bed and walk her to the bathroom. She has dressings on her incisions for liposuction on both the front and back of her body. Nubia and I took her in there. We stand her up, and we were on both sides, and, you know, washed her down, and she felt better. But I can see that Donda was complaining of chills, high fever, increased respiration, and increased heart rate. It's possible that she has blood poisoning or septicemia. Septicemia occurs when a bacterial infection enters the bloodstream. It can cause a serious drop in blood pressure, called septic shock. Once it happens, multiple organs may quickly fail. Over 50% of people with severe septic shock will die. The breathing, she started, you know, hyperventilating. And I'm like, Donna, where is this coming from? She said, um, I'm going to die. And I like, what do you mean you're going to die? Is she breathing? No, she's not. Okay, so she's not breathing at all. She's not responding. It's Dr. Michael Hunter. Did you know you can stream the autopsy television series, including this episode, on Donda West? Well, you can. Just download the Reels app and subscribe to see the TV show behind the podcast. And if you've got Prime, it's on Amazon channels, too. Once you're streaming, you'll find more real-life and death programs from reels like Copycat Killers about murderers inspired by movies. You'll also get access to Murder Made Me Famous, the real crime series that profiles people like Jody Arias and Drew Peterson, who are household names because of the murders they committed. It all comes from the real-life mystery fans at Reels Channel. Find Reels on your TV at Reels.com. That's R-E-E-L-Z.com.
Take coloring your hair at home to the next level with Madison Reed. You deserve gorgeous professional hair color delivered to your door for less than $25. For decades, women have had two options for coloring their hair. Outdated, at-home color, or the time and expense of a salon. And if you've ever done at-home color, then you know that sometimes the color on the box is not the color it turns out with. So that's why I love Madison Reed. Many Madison Reed clients comment on how their new hair color has improved their lives. For the better, of course. Women love the results. Gorgeous, shiny, multidimensional, healthy-looking hair. This is game-changing color you can do at home. And look as if you just came from the salon. What makes Madison Reed color unique is that it's crafted by master colorists who blend nuances of light, dark, cool, and warm to create over 45 gorgeous multi-tonal shades. You can find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and they have so many options you're guaranteed to find one that matches you perfectly. Autopsy listeners can get 10% off plus free shipping on their first color kit with code autopsy. That's code autopsy. A-U-T- O-P-S-Y. Again, it's 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. So go to madisonreed.com, check out their website, find the color that's right for you, and make sure that you use the code to get such an awesome deal. Shocking news about the sudden death of the mother of hip-hop star uh, Kanye West. Donda West, mother of superstar rapper Kanye West, died mysteriously on Saturday, November 10th, 2007, following cosmetic surgery. The Los Angeles County Coroner's Office says that Donda West died this past Saturday in Los Angeles from what may be complications from surgery. Dr. Michael Hunter, a world-renowned forensic pathologist, is investigating her sudden death. He has discovered that Donda's surgery itself did not kill her. But what did is still unknown. I'm scrutinizing the autopsy report piecing together clues buried deep within its pages to try to determine what actually killed Donda West. 8 a.m., Saturday, November 10th, the morning after surgery. Following her cosmetic procedures, Donda is continuing her recovery at home against the advice of her surgeon, Dr. Jan Adams. She really should have been connected to equipment to monitor her vital signs. And without the ability to do that, her caregivers were basically in the dark. Vital signs are key factors in post-operative care. And without this, it increases risk and danger. But Donda insisted that she had a qualified nurse, her nephew, Stephen Scoggins. He's been attending to her during the night. She loved this guy because she requested to be with her To take care of her, she turned down going to the medical center. Donda turned that down because she had had a conversation with Stoggin and they, you know, he was going to take care of her. He was there to take care of her. Scoggins promises he's getting the necessary medical equipment for her recovery at home. But so far, it has not been delivered. I tell Stoggin, where is the stuff you order for me? You ordered a hospital bed, you ordered some kind of chair so we could put her in the shower that she could sit down and take a bath, but none of that came. The fact that she's suffering chills and a high fever suggests that she could be suffering from a post-surgical blood poisoning or septicemia. I can see that the surgeon, Dr. Jan Adams, prescribed Donda a very powerful antibiotic Keflex, and this is designed to keep an infection away. I also know that blood was drawn at autopsy for blood culture. 
the blood cultures came back negative, so septicemia can be ruled out. 9 a.m., 10 hours before her death. Donda is feeling worse than she did yesterday when she left surgery. Her friend Diana and assistant Nubia are doing their best to help her. I can see in the autopsy report that Nubia gives her Vicodin for post-operative pain. After a surgery like this, it would be normal for a patient to be suffering pain for several weeks and the recovery period would be long. It would be common to prescribe painkillers for this. 9.30 a.m. Stephen Scoggins packs his bag and tells Nubia and Diana, who have no medical training or experience, that he has to leave. He explains that they need to give her painkillers at 10 a.m. I said, you're leaving? And he said, yeah, I have a baby shower. Okay, so the hospital bed, when is it coming? Oh, it'll be here today. I said, Stockton, I need everything. I said, I, I need a thermometer. I need everything here. 10.15 a.m. Donda receives a call from Kanye, who's in London, to see how she is. Promptly after, Nubia and Diana also check to see if she's okay. I was like, well, how are you? And she said, my throat hurts. And I said, I hear a little rattling in your chest. You didn't have that. What is going on? What's interesting here is not only is she suffering chest pain, but she also has a sore throat. 40% of patients intubated during surgery suffer a sore throat afterwards. But while a sore throat is common, it can also be a sign of a major problem. Within 48 hours post-op, the lungs are very susceptible to developing pneumonia. Unexamining the sections of the report addressing the lungs, I've discovered that Donda does have a pneumonia. Pneumonia is an inflammation in the lungs in which the air sacs are filled with pus and other fluids, making it difficult for oxygen to reach the blood. This places an extra burden on the heart, and in extreme cases, can be fatal. But looking further, the medical examiner considers this pneumonia to be quite minimal and not the cause of death, but it certainly is a factor that could place increasing stress on Donda's body. 11 a.m., Donda walks to the kitchen. She feels weak and can barely stand. She tries to eat and drink something for breakfast, but struggles. I heard Dundas ask Nubia to get more Vicodin. And I like, you wanted more Vicodin? Jesus Christ. She said, well, I want something stronger. And, you know, I don't know anything stronger than Vicodin. As lunchtime approaches, the medical equipment Stephen Scoggins promised still hasn't arrived. Diana continues to call him, but he does not pick up. Donda kept saying, call Stoggin, no answer. Kept going to his voicemail, all day. <laughs> 2 p.m., Donda is now breathing heavily and is in pain. She's also perspiring, and cold towels are pressed on her forehead. She was tired, she was sweating. And that's when I got the towel, and I said, why are you sweating? What is going on? 
I can see from the autopsy report that Donda was experiencing chest pain, shortness of breath, sweating, and coughing. Although these can be symptoms of a pneumonia, they can also be seen in something that's much more fatal, a pulmonary embolism due to a blood clot. Immobility during and after surgery can cause a blood clot to form in the deep veins of the legs. If this blood clot breaks off, it will travel to the lungs through increasingly narrow blood vessels. Eventually, it will come to a vessel that it cannot get through and will block the blood flow beyond it. This is a pulmonary embolism. It obstructs blood flow from the heart to the lungs, often causing sudden death. Because she has elected to recover at home without monitoring equipment and with no nurse there, Donda is at increased risk of suffering a pulmonary embolism. Was this what suddenly killed her? On November 10th, 2007, Donda West, mother of global sensation Kanye West, is found dead at her home in California. 24 hours earlier, she underwent extensive cosmetic surgery. Dr. Michael Hunter is investigating her sudden death. It's concerning that Donda voluntarily left the hospital three hours following the surgery and therefore didn't have the proper medical supervision. Her death is still a mystery that I need to solve. 2.30 p.m., Saturday, November 10th, five hours before her death. Donda is in bed, resting. Her nephew, Stephen Scoggins, a nurse, has been charged with her care. But he left Donda that morning with friend Diana and assistant Nubia. So, you know, we got her up, walked her around. You're not supposed to lay too long. And any doctor would tell you, move around, don't stay in that bed too long. Donda is at risk of suffering a potentially lethal pulmonary embolism caused by a blood clot lodging in her arteries. And without monitoring her vital signs, the risks are even greater. Although Donda is showing symptoms of a blood clot and she's post-surge when it puts her at very high risk, there's nothing in the autopsy report that suggests that there is an actual pulmonary embolism. She's in severe pain. Something went terribly wrong. 3 p.m. The pain Donda is suffering is extreme, and Nubia and Diana are getting increasingly concerned. I can see after her surgery that she was prescribed Vicodin, a very powerful painkiller, and it needs to be used with some degree of caution. Donda keeps asking for more Vicodin. Unsure whether to give her more, and with Stephen Scoggins uncontactable, they called Donda's cosmetic surgeon, Dr. Jan Adams. Dr. Adams just uh, asked that Nubia and I follow the prescription bottle. Take this at this time. One Vicodin at every four, hour, four to six hours, along with the antibiotic. 
The key ingredient to Vicodin is hydrocodone. Hydrocodone is a synthetic opioid very similar to morphine. And if it's used over a long period of time, it can become addictive. It can also cause overdose. Dr. Adam prescribed 30 Vicodins, and that's supposed to last you about a week. <laughs> and when Nubia got the bottle, and only 10 was left. And that's not good. It seems that while Scoggins looked after her during the first night post-operation, Donda had taken more Vicodin than she should. 4 p.m. Donda's friend and godmother to Kanye, Glenda Lee, arrives. After some food, Donda takes more Vicodin for her excruciating pain. 6 p.m. Donda tries to get more rest. Following instructions given by Dr. Jan Adams, Nubia and Diana have placed a pillow behind her knees and beneath her head to alleviate the pain and help circulation. I said, I'll be right back. And she said, okay, I'm going to be fine. I said, you hollow if you need. She said, okay, I'm fine. She was calm. 7.15 p.m. Nubia asks Glenda to go and check on Donda, as she's unusually quiet. Glenda goes in to see if she's okay. Donna? Donda? Donda, wake up, honey! Wake up! Diana! Nubia! Nubia's like, Dr. West, Dr. West, wake up, Dr. West. We was just shaking her. Oh, don't wake up, wake up. Don't go She's not breathing, and I like do CPR. <laughs> Nubia begins administering CPR while Glenda makes a frantic 911 call at 7.35 p.m. She's not breathing. This is the recording. You're doing CPR? Ma'am, is she not breathing at all? For her medication, she complained she couldn't breathe. Ma'am, okay, so she's not... Ma'am, she's not breathing. The phone signal is poor, making it hard for them to follow instructions. Your phone's cutting out. Okay, is the person breathing? You couldn't get reception in the room, so I grabbed my cell phone and I went to the hall, and that's when I got a reception, and I called Dr. Adams. And I said, Dunda is not breathing. He said, did you check for a pulse? Do you know how? I said, yes, I know how to check for a pulse. 7.45 p.m. Paramedics arrive on the scene. Donda is not responding. Nubia had lost it. And Glenda had froze. Glenda was froze. It's like time just stopped. It was, it was so weird. The paramedics are trying everything possible to bring her back to life. Clear! But at exactly 8.29 p.m., she is pronounced dead. Tragedy strikes music superstar Kanye West. His mother, a woman he calls his soul and rock, is dead. Kanye is 5,000 miles away in London, 
when he hears the news. When Kanye got the news, I mean, it must have been absolutely devastating. You've got to imagine that he hasn't just lost a mother, he's lost his best friend, and someone who was pretty much everything to him. Um, it must have been an extremely tough flight home. I actually called Donda to check on her after the surgery, and her assistant answered the phone, crying. And, and she told me, and I just, I was just stunned. I can't tell you how I felt. It was such overwhelming sadness and shock. Shock. How could this be? The funeral for Donda West was held in Oklahoma City on November 20th, 2007. Around 1,000 friends and family mourned her death as Kanye led the funeral procession. For Dr. Hunter, the reason for her death just 24 hours after surgery is still not obvious. On examination of the paramedics report, there's an observation that there was this black material present about her face. This could be vomited blood, which if it is from stomach or intestinal bleeding, could be a symptom of a drug overdose. For example, from Vicodin. The toxicology report states that there is 16 milligrams of hydrocodone in her stomach and a slightly elevated amount in her blood. So did Donda die of an accidental overdose? This report shows that Donda did not have any internal bleeding and there was a slight increase in the hydrocodone in her blood. She is not dead from either a gastrointestinal hemorrhage or from the use of painkillers. What the paramedics saw that suggested to them a bleed within the stomach, the coffee ground emesis, is likely just vomitous material that's dried on her face. But her combined symptoms of chest pain, shivering, and vomiting brings up another possibility, and this is backed up by clues within the West family tree. If I had known what I know now, if Dr. Jan Adams had known what he wouldn't have touched her. Donda West, mother of superstar Kanye West, died mysteriously at her home in Marina del Rey, California, just 24 hours after undergoing cosmetic surgery. Forensic pathologist Dr. Michael Hunter has discovered that the surgery itself did not kill her. She did not overdose on pain medications or have a fatal internal infection, and there was no sign of a pulmonary embolism. This is one of the most complicated cases I've ever seen. Donda West had a number of conditions that in and of themselves did not cause her death, but those conditions could put increased stress on her, particularly after a surgery like this. Now, when I look deep in the autopsy report, I think I'm finding the clue that's going to determine why she died. It states there's a history of heart disease within the West family. Donda's sister died two years previously of a heart attack, and her brother has hypertension. With that family history, it increases the risk that she could also have heart disease and put her at risk of a heart attack. But this didn't put Donda off the idea of cosmetic surgery. In June 2007, she approached respected cosmetic surgeon Dr. Andrea Boulian to see if he would operate on her. 
He refused unless she had further tests to ensure her heart was strong enough to undergo surgery. But she never followed through. Instead, she turned to a different cosmetic surgeon, Dr. Jan Adams. I think when someone has decided on a course of action they believe is going to be the best way to solve their problem and they become committed to that course of action, then actually they don't really want to hear evidence to the contrary. The autopsy also reveals that Donda had an evaluation for an episode of left chest and arm pain in late 2007 at Cedars-Sinai Medical Center, less than six weeks before her surgery with Dr. Adams. Chest and left arm pain can indicate angina, a sign of severe heart disease. Donda did not mention this to her physician, Dr. Adams. And this is a crucial omission. By hiding this information from her physician, she's actually putting her life at risk. Never lie to your doctor. Be upfront. I know, you know, plastic surgery. Every woman wants to have plastic surgery. Every woman wants to be beautiful. But your health is more important than anything. Now, Dr. Hunter has the evidence he needs to unravel the mystery of Donda West's death. First, Donda should never have left the hospital so soon after a major procedure like this. Her vital signs needed to be followed, and her condition also evaluated to see if there were any complications. And if those complications arose, there would be the care available to her to save her if need be. Secondly, Stephen Scoggins promised that type of nursing care, but that didn't happen. She was left in the care of two friends who really had no nursing background whatsoever. She had had a conversation with Stoggins, and they, you know, he was going to take care of her. He was there to take care of her. And to me, he failed her. Left alone with her friends, in her final minutes, Donda experiences chest pain, sweating, shortness of breath, and vomiting. These two are key clues to what killed her. All of the symptoms that Donda displays suggest a heart attack. And buried deep within the autopsy report, we're seeing evidence of severe heart disease. She has anywhere from 50 to 70% narrowing of one of her coronary arteries. 80% narrowing of a coronary artery is considered critical, and those people can die suddenly and unexpectedly. Donna is just below that critical threshold, but the increased stress on her body, the pain from her surgery, the blood loss, as well as the pneumonia that's developing in her lungs, it's my opinion that she died of a massive heart attack. The surgery performed by Dr. Adams was done by the book. It's my opinion that Donda West's underlying health issues combined with the stress from surgery is what caused her death. Dr. Adams took a fall for something he knew nothing about. After walking off Larry King Live, Dr. Jan Adams returns to defend himself. A lot of things being said in the press are certainly not accurate. How bad has your practice been affected by this publicity? Horribly. The coroner confirmed that Dr. Adams was not responsible for Donda's death. Since 2009, a new California law, the Donda West Law, requires a patient to receive clearance from a doctor within 30 days before elective cosmetic surgery. A complaint was filed with the nursing board against Stephen Scoggins, but after investigation, it was dismissed. 
Following his mother's death, Kanye called off his engagement to Alexis Pfeiffer. Donda West's experience should serve as a cautionary tale to anyone considering similar surgery. All cosmetic surgeries come with risk attached, and that risk can cost you your life. Kanye has rarely spoken of his loss in public, but in a radio interview, he reflected on the consequences of his fame. I feel like sometimes if, you know, me and my mom never moved to Hollywood, that she'd still be here. Last night I saw and in a moving performance at the 2008 50th Grammy Awards, exactly three months to the day his mother died, he expressed his overwhelming grief to the world. I wrote this song just so you know, no matter where you go, mama, mama, mama. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Autopsy. Don't forget to subscribe at podcastone.com with the Podcast One app or at Apple Podcasts. Then go to reels.com, that's R-E-E-L-Z.com, for clips, extras, and more from the TV version of the series, including reenactments and autopsy photos you'll only see on Reels' channel. Find Reels on your TV at reels.com. I'm Dr. Michael Hunter. If you love true crime podcasts, Podcast One is the perfect destination. We've got two awesome true crime podcasts trending right now, and you have to check them out. First up, based on the iconic series on A&E, Cold Case Files explores some of the most difficult-to-solve murders, which stymied investigators and went cold, sometimes for decades. Next up, Copycat Killers is the latest podcast from Reels and Podcast One. Every episode takes you behind the scenes of real-life murder cases, which copy memorable slayings seen in Hollywood movies. Check out both Cold Case Files and Copycat Killers. They're going to be your next favorite true crime podcasts.